right, wall fans, welcome to episode 52 of Go Tell It's a Wall podcast. I am your host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke, and we got all kinds of great stuff for you packed into this episode. I'm really building it up, and I don't know why I'm building it up so much, because <laughs> there's not that much great stuff, but we do have some good stuff. We're going to have some fun tonight. Uh, we also have a couple serious things to talk about, as usual, you know, but we are going to keep the ranting to a minimum this week. Keeping it to a minimum. Try, try to keep things a little light and uplifting. And we'll get into a little bit more kind of why I'm why I'm doing that this week. Uh, we'll get into a little bit of that. So let's kick things off. Episode 52, Go Tell It to the Wall podcast with me, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. And of course, if you want to connect with us elsewhere, you know, outside of just listening to this, watching the live feed, whatever it might be, you can do so in multiple ways. First way would be, for now, Facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall. Go over there, like our page, see all kinds of cool stuff, get updates on the podcast, when new content is coming, all that good stuff. Also, Twitter, at tell the wall pod. All of our YouTube stuff gets gets posted through there. So if, if, if you're subscribed and you don't get the notifications or whatever, you'll see them on Twitter. So follow us at tell the wall pod and, of course, at Magic Muppet, which is my personal Twitter. Follow us there as well. All kinds of awesome common sense nuggets coming out of there. So uh, in addition to that, like I mentioned, YouTube, YouTube, we're still pushing for subscribers. We've got tons of content. We're get, every, every, Videos are getting hundreds of views. However, we're very minimal on the subscribers. So tell your damn friends. Tell your friends to subscribe. Watch some videos. And it's funny because people aren't realizing some of the content that's up there. I actually recently talked to a, uh, a, a wall fan uh, just yesterday, actually, and uh, she wasn't aware that there were go tell it to the brewery beer reviews up on the YouTube. So now she is. So make sure you tell your friends. If you're not aware, I'm telling you now. Go over, check out those beer reviews. Uh, check out some of our rants that have been pulled out of individual episodes of the podcast. That's also up there. All kinds of new great content. So check out that on YouTube. And of course, all encompassing of all those things would be SeanO'RourkeLive.com. SeanO'RourkeLive.com will take you to all of those things I just mentioned, as well as our Patreon page where you can financially support the show, the podcast, the YouTube channel, all that good stuff. And of course, as I always mention, we have content up on the site that is not anywhere else. We actually have content on Patreon. It's only available to patrons, uh, but then we also have some content up on the website that's not available on the Facebook page, on the Twitter, on the YouTube, or any of that good stuff. So check us out there as well, especially if you're trying to get to all of those other things. You know, you can you can do it right there. There's these fancy little links. You just click them. You're, we're not going to steal your information, I promise you. I'm, I don't have any, any stuff up there. You know, find out what kind of potato you can be or whatever the... Hell else all that weird stuff was that was happening. I don't know. I, it's, it's hard to even keep track of. It really is. Come on now. Oh, all right. Beer this week. Beer this week. I was remiss. I actually didn't pick up this week's beer until today. And I feel like we may have had one of these early on on the podcast. But since we started the beer reviews and really kind of pushed like the beer aspect of the podcast, we haven't had any beers from this brewery. And I realized that today uh, that I was remiss in, in really pushing this one because... We, we have tons of, we have North Coast and Stone and, like, the ones that I really love. Well, this is another one I really love, and that would be Lost Coast Brewery. Lost Coast Brewery out of Eureka, California. If uh, if you're not from California, you don't know where, where Eureka, California is, uh, you, you, you're probably guessing right. It's Eureka. That's where the gold rush started, uh, and it's up in just a beautiful, beautiful part of California. And, and it's it's been around for a long time, really gained a lot of popularity when the craft breweries blew up. I'm not seeing the official independent you know, craft brewery thing on there, but maybe they just haven't gotten their stamps on there yet. It's kind of a slow rolling thing. Well, it's been about a year. We should start seeing these on kind of everything. I've been seeing them on stuff that it wasn't on originally, and now I'm seeing more of it. If you're not familiar with the craft brewing seal, like the official craft brewery seal, head on back and check out some of our, our vintage uh, Go Tell Us Wall podcast episodes. <laughs> no, it's just look it up. Just Google it. We talked about it at one point. Uh, but this is from Lost Coast Brewery, the Indica IPA. Indica IPA. Love Lost Coast Brewery. Uh, they have a lot of really good, tasty, funky beers. Love their attitude like I do with like the, a lot of the California breweries like that, you know, Lagunitas and North Coast. Uh, in addition to that, they, they do a lot of great artwork. I'm showing people on the, the live feed right here. They have individual artwork for each of their bottles, and it's amazing. Even, even if you're not a big beer drinker, just check out the artwork because they really put a lot of time and energy into each of their brews that they put out. So 
I find it interesting, in addition to it being fantastic beer. And this Indica IPA definitely falls into your typical California IPA realm, sitting right there at 6.5%, right in the, the heart of the IPA alcohol content realm, I guess you could say. Uh, so check them out. Check them out. Lost Coast Brewery. Oh, you can get them. I, I'm pretty sure you can get this nationwide. I think so. I, I know you can get them all around California, but you might be able to get this nationwide by now. Mm, it's a tasty brew. So check them out. Lost Coast Brewery. They got all kinds of good stuff, uh, but this one in particular is the Indica IPA. So if you're an IPA fan, check that one out. All right, I want to get serious for a second, and then we'll we'll kind of get a little heavier into this later in the podcast. Uh, but I wanted to call it out at the top of the podcast because this is something that's just ridiculously important to me. Uh, I've every t- every time I go through and I scroll through some of these hashtags and what people are writing, it, it I, I have to stop because I start tearing up. Uh, and that would be the hashtag that's floating around right now. Uh, hashtag sticks out for Humboldt. Sticks out for Humboldt. If you're not familiar with this story, this is the the hockey team uh, in Canada that was in a horrific bus accident about a week ago. And, uh, and up right now it's up to 16 people lost their lives. Originally it was 14 and two more people that were hospitalized, uh, have unfortunately passed away. And the sticks out for Humboldt is basically everyone showing their support, uh, for, for the Humboldt hockey team, for the hockey community. Uh, because if you're not familiar with hockey and I don't expect a lot of, a lot of our listeners to be, uh, but personally I am a fan of hockey. Uh, I've, I've been a fan of hockey my entire life, just about, and, uh, and it's something that's just near and dear to me. I, you know, my mother would never let me play ice hockey. I was allowed to play roller hockey, which is, was big in Southern California, so I got to play that in high school. Uh, but the, the hockey community is very near and dear to me, knowing a lot of guys that traveled with club teams and, and just knowing the atmosphere that goes into those hockey teams and everything else. And, of course, uh, I have had my hockey sticks out on the porch uh, next to the front door of my house for the past three days. Today is the third day they've been out there. I've been a little worried they were they were going to get stolen. Uh, fortunately, I live in Southern California, and I think a lot of people around here don't even know what the hell they are. <laughs> L.A. is not a hockey town. I don't care what people tell you. It's not a hockey town. Not a hockey town. Here's the thing about L.A. There's two basketball teams. There's a baseball team, and there's a hockey team. Neither of the basketball teams made the playoffs in the NBA. The hockey team, the L.A. King, Kings, made the playoffs. You listen to L.A. sports radio or any kind of L.A. sports coverage right now, the past week, it's, they're still talking about basketball. And they're, now they're talking about the NBA draft, despite the fact that the hockey team's in the playoffs. So I don't want to hear people who know we're a hockey town. No, there may be some hockey fans here. I'm a hockey fan. I live here. I'm not a Kings fan. But it's not a hockey town. It's not. Uh, so I joke, but I've, I've had my sticks out, and hopefully they will not get stolen. Uh, but I have them out in solidarity with the hockey family, the hockey community, and, and those... Uh, the Humboldt hockey team, and especially those uh, those relatives and friends and family of the Humboldt hockey team that have lost loved ones uh, just about a week ago. It's really tragic. It's incredible. I mean, teenage teenage hockey players uh, losing their lives, cut down uh, before before really even living a full life, and that that is what just gets me the most on all of this. We've all ridden buses to tournaments. We've all you know taken buses for school trips, whatever it might have been, and you just never think that's going to happen. Unfortunately, that did happen in Canada. Uh, one more thing, I just wanted to put this in the opening because I want to recognize it, uh, especially for those of you in the Burner community that are fans of Go Tell to Wall podcast. You are aware of this, I'm sure. Uh, about a week ago, maybe less than a week ago, uh, the founder of Burning Man, the, the individual man that created Burning Man, uh, Larry Harvey, unfortunately suffered a massive, massive stroke and is currently hospitalized uh, to, to deal with... with Obviously, the repercussions from having a stroke. Uh, so our thoughts are with Larry Harvey, with the entire Burn community, uh, as, as we hope for a speedy recovery. Um, and, and and really, with a stroke, you just never know, you know, what what you're going to be dealing with after, even as you go through recovery on that. So so we wish Larry all the best, and hope to see him back out on the playa in his cowboy hat sooner than later. Um, so just wanted to get that out at the opening, for, especially for those of you that aren't aware of who Larry Harvey is, please, please, please send your thoughts. Uh, I hate saying the thoughts and prayers, but, you know, send your thoughts if you're a praying person, if you're meditating, whatever it is, send those vibes uh, Larry Harvey's way as well as uh, the Burning Man community as a whole because it's, uh, even, even those of us that don't know him personally, to know what he created and started and founded uh, so many years ago, 
everyone still has a respect for him, even if you don't know him personally. I don't know him personally, but I have a profound respect for him because of what he has done, what he has brought to the community uh, as far as Burning Man and everything else. So we're, we're hoping the best, hoping for the best for you, Larry, and uh, speedy recovery. All right, let's get into some social. Oh, let me get a sip of my Indica IPA here. All right, a little bit of social. I got some fun stuff. Fun stuff. I was going to put that sticks out for Humble in the social section, but it just needed to be in the opening because it's something that's been on my mind um, the past few days. Uh, but we do have some fun stuff in social. First off, hashtag National Grilled Cheese Day. That's right. April 12, 2018 is National Grilled Cheese Day here in the United States of America. Has nothing to do with the fact that we have an orange Cheeto sitting in the White House. Fortunately, nothing to do with that. See, I said it's no politics, and I'm still not politics. He's he's orange. <laughs> nothing to do with. Has nothing to do with his politics. The man's orange. Um, anyway, it is National Grilled Cheese Day, and I was kind of looking through some of the tweets. I I I wouldn't even recommend going and checking out these hashtags. Like there's, I mean, I will tell you one. Uh, someone said no one is sad eating a grilled cheese. It's like a warm hug. Eat a grilled cheese. Hashtag National Grilled Cheese Day. Uh, but of course, people are running and running with this hashtag with political posts and all that other stuff. So don't go down that rabbit hole. Um, I mean, if you want to, but don't say, Sean, you told us to go read the. No, 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 no. I'm just pointing out that it's National Grilled Cheese Day. And maybe you should have some grilled cheese. I guess we should all eat grilled cheese, right? Maybe I'll have some some grilled cheese for dinner after I finish up the pod here. I don't know. See if my wife will, see if my wife will make me a grilled cheese. I'm such a typical. I think I can make a grilled cheese, but I'm such a typical man. <laughs> like there's like four things I cook. I'm very stereotypical, and it's not because I don't. Like, I think men shouldn't cook or anything. I just I just can't. I'm not I'm not a cook. I'm not a chef. Like you know, I'll throw some things together. Yeah, I just, I, I can't. I make like, I make like four things really well. And that's like the extent, the rest is like, oh my God, what am I doing? Pull up the YouTube video. How do I blah, blah, blah. You know, oh no, no. So maybe I'll have some grilled cheese tonight, but I will tell you a little story. And this one, this is actually a playa story from Burning Man. Uh, I wouldn't recommend using Velve- Velveeta cheese. Uh, we always do grilled cheese out on the playa at least one night for dinner, grilled cheese and some tomato soup. And a couple years ago, Someone, you know, we always grab the craft singles. I people are always like, "Oh, American cheese? It's not real cheese." I don't care if it's not real cheese. It's fantastic on a grilled cheese. I'm not gonna sit here and put it on some crackers. You know, I want some good cheese for that. But if I'm having a grilled cheese or cheese, throw some American cheese on there. I'm good. You know, and usually it's like you get the craft American cheese, whatever. But Velveeta is this different kind of cheese that just kind of melts and like it's meant for melting and clumping. I'm gonna tell you one thing: uh, super melty grilled cheese. Uh, when you're not actually eating at a table and you just kind of have it resting on your soup bowl and a very, very thick beard, they don't really mix that well. They just don't. So if you're bearded like me, uh, avoid the Velveeta cheese on your grilled cheese because you're gonna you're just going to end up with cheese all in the beard. And if that's what you're going for, then, then do, by all means, do that. Uh, personally, I don't love a bunch of cheese in, in my beard. I don't think my wife does either. I don't think that's something she's into. Uh, pretty sure. Anyway, all right, moving along. National grilled have a have a damn grilled cheese. Uh, uh, hashtag National Grilled Cheese Day. Another hashtag. This one's actually serious, and I want to bring this up. We've talked about this on the podcast uh, before. There is a hashtag trending right now. It's hashtag SB822. SB822. This is currently uh, a. I don't, you know, I'm not going to get into the exact terminology, but there's a. Uh, this is currently something they're trying to push through the state of California uh, with our with the local local with the state government here as opposed to the federal government. I'm trying to push this through, uh, and it involves net neutrality, net neutrality, and it has a bunch of support moving through California, but we don't have quite enough support to make California uh, completely like completely bring back net neutrality, not actually repeal it. Uh, so I encourage all of you out there check out the hashtag. Uh, SB822 or hashtag net neutrality right now on Twitter or whatever social platform you use uh, and show your support. And for God's sake, make phone calls, call your representatives, voice your opinion. This is something we can stop. We have a, we have like two weeks left to stop this madness and, and, and we can do it. We can do it, especially in the state of California. If you're outside of California, I can't speak to your specific local stuff. Uh, I definitely know that California is not the only state that is that is pursuing this. Um, so, but I I just can't speak to it. If you are in California, definitely look up uh, hashtag SB eight two two. And if you're outside of California, just look up the hashtag net neutrality. Uh, you know the 
hashtag net neutrality hashtag the net neutrality hashtag and and show your support call your representatives whatever it might be do some research find what action you can take to help your state uh to to fight the repeal of net neutrality because it's it's i don't care i don't this isn't a political thing this is not a political thing it has nothing to do with republicans democrats or anything this is simple common sense that we need net neutrality we need it and it's common sense and we need everyone out there to voice their opinion on that common sense. You enjoy using the internet, then you should be in favor of net neutrality. That's that's the bottom line. It's it's simple. You like the internet? Do you like using the internet? Then you are in favor of net neutrality. Period. Period. We can debate nuances what period. That's what it is. You're in, you want net neutrality if you use the internet at all. At all. You want it. And don't 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 let ignorant people try to make it political on you you know oh it's it just political no it's not for god's sake it's common sense people try to turn it into political it's common sense it's something we need it's something we all benefit from unless you're, you're like you're the president of an isp internet service provider for those of you not familiar with it then you you definitely want this you're going to start making more money then it doesn't matter you could care less about your internet because you're making more money and you just spend the money to do whatever the hell you want with the internet plus you're the head of an isp so you probably wouldn't even have to pay more money all right, let's move things along. Let's move things along. Let's lighten it up a bit, huh? I got some good hashtags. I got some good hashtags. I'm enjoying these, and I highly recommend looking up these other two just for entertainment. You know, pour yourself a glass of wine, crack a, a Lost Coast Brewery Indica IPA, you know, smoke a joint, whatever, whatever, you know, whatever blows the wind <laughs> up your skirt. Wow. Look, my father just came out of there. Whatever blows the wind up your skirt. No. Whatever, whatever uh, sparks your fancy. That sounds a little better. I don't know. Was that even that much? I don't know. But I highly recommend doing that with these because I was <laughs> thoroughly enjoying them. First one is hashtags, hashtag films made of bread. That's right. Hashtags. Hash, why am I pluralizing hashtag tonight? Hashtag films made of bread. Uh, and if you can't figure that one out, Pretty easy. These are film titles, film elements and stuff uh, where they have added bread, bread terms, you know, stuff like that. Uh, and one in particular that I just absolutely loved was Star Trek, The Wrath of Non. Hashtag films made of bread. If you don't know what non is, it's a type of bread. That's all you need to know. It's a type of bread. Uh, and another one is Much Ado About Muffin. Hashtag films made of bread or Casper the, Han the Friendly Toast. I, these are all day. I check this one out. You know, have a drink, enjoy it, get some laughs, especially with the crazy cli the political climate and the you know everyone needs a break from that. And this is this is the way to do it. Look up these silly hashtags. I was never a hashtag fan, but I have become a fan. I've become a fan for marketing reasons for the podcast and for the YouTube channel and everything else. Uh, but I've also become a fan because it makes it easy to kind of look things up like this. Like, oh, what's the trending hashtags? Oh. Films made of bread. <laughs> you see, Star Trek The Wrath of Non. Yes, I am easily amused, wall fans. I am. I'm just easily amused sometimes. All right, I got, I got another one on the social section here, and it's another nice, fun little hashtag. That would be hashtag Dr. Seuss of film. Hashtag Dr. Seuss of film. Uh, and this is, you guessed it, similar to the, uh, the bread, films made of bread. This would be film titles, film lines, film, film stuff. Film content. Oh, man. Cont film content. I'm slacking with the content and the finger quotes. I know. It's weird. Uh, <laughs> so, but check that one out. It is hashtag Dr. Seuss of film. And I will give you a couple of those. Uh, this one I loved. This is my absolute favorite. And th this is, like, it's stuff like this that keeps me coming back for more of the hashtags on Twitter. And that would be looking near, looking far. Please tell me, dude, where's my car? Hashtag Dr. Seuss a film. Terrible film. Uh, and that's if, if you're not like the same age as me, or they're like kind of in my gen, you probably don't even know what the hell that is. It was a terrible uh, Sean William Scott and Ashton Kutcher movie that came out in the late 90s. But I mean, looking near, looking far, please tell me, dude, where's my car? Hashtag Dr. Seuss a film. I mean, it's, it's fantastic. Uh, or So I Married a Lorax Murderer. Hashtag Dr. Seuss a film. If you haven't seen So I Married an Axe Murderer, uh, you got to. You got to see how I married an axe murderer. People, that's like this hidden gem that 
that people like a lot of people that know about it are keenly aware of so I married an axe murderer uh, but people that don't know about it like they realize it and they see, and they're like oh my god uh, that was like the beginning of Mike Myers playing like 80 characters of course I'm exaggerating 80 but it was the beginning of him really playing multiple characters and just kind of letting his his comedic flag fly wow that's a good term let your comedic flag fly I like it we're going to reuse that. Um, all right. Let's move on to some TV, film, books. TV, film, and books. Uh, first one I get want to get into. This one hit personally for me. Uh, as, as most of these do, really hit personally for me. And if you're in the Los Angeles area, you, you probably are familiar with this particular individual. Uh, if you're outside of the Los Angeles area, in, unless you were here at one time, you might not be familiar with him. And that would be Gene Baxter. Uh, he is the Bean half of Kevin and Bean on K-Rock here in, in Los Angeles in Southern California. It's pretty much, I, I don't know if it's the number one morning show. I think Seacrest is still It's one of the very popular morning shows. It's been around, they've been around forever. Uh, I, th- I want to say they've been on the air since well before I moved to Los Angeles um, from San Diego. Uh, but I bring this up, because even though many of you are not familiar with him, I bring this up because he has actually been off the air for a couple weeks now. They have been missing the bean half of Kevin and Bean. Uh, and additionally, if, if, if you're familiar with uh, Ralph Garman, Ralph Garman, who does multiple voices on Family Guy, uh, and, and I guess outside of Los Angeles, many of you might be familiar with him, especially if you listen to, if you're a Kevin Smith fan, listen to his podcasts. Uh, Ralph Garman is a frequent guest. He was actually on the morning show for a very long time uh, with Kevin and Bean as well, just to give you some kind of, you know, familiarity, you know, I guess, uh, with it, just so you can kind of get an idea of the kind of show it is, I guess. Uh, He, the reason he's been off the air for a couple weeks now is he took a leave of absence, and they weren't talking about it uh, originally on the radio show or or on social media, anything, you know, Kevin or Bean or anyone on the show. He just wasn't there. Well, they finally came out a few days ago and talked about why he hasn't been there, and this is what I'm getting to, and this is why I bring it up. Uh, He's taking a leave of absence, uh, For mental health reasons. To take care of his mental health, he's taking a leave of absence from the Kevin and Bean show, where he is literally in the title. And that's why I bring this up, because we really have come a long way. I think back to 10 years ago, I mean, God, maybe five years ago, and we were still so, so stigmatized when it comes to mental health awareness and taking care of yourself and dealing with your mental illness. But because of people like Gene Baxter, uh, Kevin Love, you know, uh, uh, Brandon Marshall in the NFL, among many, many, many others that have come out and publicly, publicly spoken about it, it has made it so many other people out there feel better about coming out and speaking about it. And we've created this chain reaction. We, they have. You know, I've, I, I would like to think that I've contributed a little bit, but, you know, they have. And that's an important thing to me. That's an important thing, that he's able to be honest. And so many of us can be honest now, those of us that deal with mental health issues. And I'll tell you, that's something I was slow to get in the studio. I'm going to share it with all of you out there, Wall fans. I was slow to get in the studio today. Uh, There's a lot of things going on, a lot of things not going on. And sometimes it just hits me heavy, like a ton of bricks. And today was one of those days. I was in tears. I was in tears. This is me being completely honest with all of you. I was in tears today, uh, about 10 minutes before I came in the studio. And I was talking to my wife, and I said, I just I can't do it. It's too much. I can't do the pod. I, I'm try, I got, and I got, I got a bunch of stuff going on, and there's just one thing after another. And it's all become very overwhelming. And I was in tears. I'm holding my daughter. I'm saying goodnight to my daughter. And, you know, I don't show her the tears, but I was having a rough time. Having a rough time. And sometimes it's okay, it's okay to, to have a rough time. To not be yourself and to work through those things. And I applaud you, Gene Baxter, and everyone else out there that has done that and everyone else that's come out and supported him. Because you've given people like me and others that have never spoken about their mental health problems, you've given them confidence and a platform to know that they're not going to be just stigmatized. They're not going to be just made fun of right away. And I'll tell you, I wish I could go back to to 18-year-old Sean and say, you know what, one day it's going to be better. It's going to be better for you. It's going to be easier to talk about, and people are going to want to support you. I really do. But I smile when I think that there is an 18, 16, 18-year-old 18 out there right now that's seeing these stories 
and maybe they're being empowered to get help, to talk about it, to understand they're not alone. They're not alone. And that's what's important to me. And that's why I bring this up. Even though many of you out there, many of you wall fans, common sensors, everything else, don't even know who he is. That's why I bring it up. Because we've hit a point where we can be honest. You can take a mental health day. We can absolutely be honest. And that's the point we're at. Uh, those of you on the feed, as usual, the Facebook live feeds gets cutting out. Or I don't Of course it cuts out. Of course it cuts out. Like open it up a little bit here, and Facebook's like, nope, we're not going to let you open up at all. No. The feed's back up, though, for those of you. Uh, I apologize for losing the feed for a few minutes there, those of you just listening to the audio. Uh, but those of you that missed part of the video, always remember you're going to get better quality audio, and you're, you're never going to have breaks in it or anything from the actual podcast itself. So if, whenever we have problems with the video, I like to remind people of that, uh, that you can just go. And, and I know a lot of people love watching the videos. They prefer the videos over the podcast, which always makes me so self-conscious because I'm, I'm not super self-conscious about my voice. Um, I used to be, and then I just, I just, I just kind of got over it. Uh, and I'll be honest, part of that was, was years of people saying, oh, you got, you got such a great voice, you know, when I did live events and for years and stuff. Um, but it, just, just getting over it. Uh, but I get a little self-conscious because the video audio is not near as good. Like I got a, not near as good of a microphone and, and not, there's no finishing kind of on the audio for the videos. So I get a little self-conscious. Uh, with those people that only watch the video, because it's like, well, listen to at least listen to a little bit of the the podcast. <laughs> get that get that nice rich audio sound that's coming from my my Yeti microphone into my. Yeah, I'm done. That's, that's about as far as I can go on the. Uh, all right, uh, let's get into some more uh, TV, film, and books. TV, film, and books. Uh, ESPN Plus. ESPN Plus actually just dropped today. Might have been yesterday. It dropped this week. Uh, and ESPN Plus, for those of you not familiar with it, haven't heard of it yet, which you most likely haven't, this is Disney's first foray into the digital streaming realm, uh, the true digital streaming realm. Like, you know, they have other apps and stuff. Like, you can do Watch ESPN, and you can log in. This is true a la carte uh, digital app called ESPN Plus, and you can subscribe to it individually, uh, independent of your television plan. You can subscribe, uh, and you're going to get all kinds of content. It's like ridiculous amounts of sports and all this other stuff. I, you know, I kind of skimmed through it because I'm like, well, I'm not getting ESPN+. Plus. This is just this Disney getting greedy. And here's the crazy thing. It's going to cost you $4.99 a month, $5 a month, just to get some sports. You know, which, which is, if you're a sports fan, like, that's fine. I, and I'm a sports fan myself. I, n no interest whatsoever in paying $4.99 a month. Uh, you can also pay $49.95 or $49.99 for the year. You know, so you save, uh, let me save like 10 bucks. I get, yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, thanks to, thanks mouse. Uh, saving $10 on that one. That's great. Uh, but the interesting thing I found with this one, and like I said, it's Disney's first step into streaming. Uh, they're, they're working on their own Netflix and, and all of this other crazy stuff. Uh, but the thing that I found interesting about it and the kicker here is it's not actually going to have any Monday night football. For those of you familiar with the NFL, uh, ESPN has Monday Night Football every Monday during the football season. So it's not going to have Monday Night Football due to contract reasons. Uh, and it's also not going to have uh, most of the NBA games that are aired over cable television just simply for contract reasons. <laughs> so you're getting this a la carte, you know, digital streaming service ESPN+. Plus. However, you're not going to get Monday Night Football, which is the one... Uh, football NFL game they have each week. And if you're not familiar with this, the NFL is the most popular sport in the United States. And it's the one game they have, so you're not going to get that. And, of course, you're not going to get these NBA games, which is... That's the majority of what I watch on ESPN, is games and stuff. Like, I watch a little sports center, I'll catch it, you know, get some highlights, but it's games. So it, that's the one thing with this ESPN+. Plus. If you're really into cricket, like if you're really into cricket and, and kind of those... I don't want to call those obscure sports... Uh, if you're into those sports that, that don't fall into the big four category of the popular sports in the United States, uh, you know, baseball, football, hockey, uh, basketball, <laughs> see, I'm not, and that's what it is. It's, it's all personal preference. I'm not a basketball fan myself, uh, but 
you know, that's that's the big four sports in this country. And if you're, if you're into that, they're going to have tons of, like, uh, badminton and, and cricket and, like, all kinds of crazy... Again, I don't want to call them obscure sports, but sports that you don't see, like, regularly on network television. Which is kind of cool, but probably not worth $5 a month. And especially because I imagine, with a lot of that stuff, with these sports that don't get a lot of rate of uh, TV or radio play in the United States, I, I imagine you can stream a lot of that stuff. You know, like cricket matches and stuff. I imagine you could stream a lot of that because they're, they're trying to get more viewership. I don't know. We'll see what happens there. I won't be getting it, but if you want to pay $5 a month to get a little more ESPN content, by all means, that'll be available. But, of course, the mouse is... This is just the beginning of the mouse getting a little greedy here. Getting a little greedy. Um, all right. I do have some uh, interesting news, good news, for a lot of you out there. And that would be a new little team-up here team up. I'm calling it a team up because it's not really even a partnership. Uh, just a little team up between Spotify and Hulu. If you're not familiar with Spotify, it's music streaming and you can pay uh, to have unlimited streaming or whatever else. I'm not a Spotify user myself, so I'm not going to get into the intricacies of it. Uh, and Hulu, of course, is a television streaming uh, site, service, whatever you want to call. Uh, and you can really access it from all kinds of, they have apps and stuff uh, to where you're able to watch a lot of network television. Uh, some cable television, they have movies and stuff on there. If, if you're not familiar with Hulu at all, you've probably been living under a rock. <laughs> I, Spotify, I'll give you, but you, you got, everyone's got to be at least a little familiar with Hulu. Uh, they did a little team up. And for $13 a month, you can get both Hulu and Spotify. So it'd be Hulu and Spotify Unlimited or whatever they call their premium, Spotify Premium, something along those lines. You're going to get both those things for $13 a month, which puts you, I was reading, it puts you at a $5 savings, but I feel like, and I didn't double check with my wife, because I feel like Hulu went up to $10 uh, recently, but I was confused with Netflix. Nonetheless, you're saving at least $5, possibly $7, uh, and this is great, because if you have Spotify and Hulu, you can bundle them together and you're going to be saving a little bit of money. Or if you already have, you have Spotify, but you don't have Hulu. This one I'm sure of because Spotify is $9.99 a month and you don't have Hulu. You can add Hulu for $3. Uh, are you listening, Disney? Are you listening? $3. If you have Spotify, you can get Hulu for $3 a month. Uh, none of that ESPN plus junk where you can watch a bunch of cricket for $5 a month. I, I mean, honestly. <laughs> Like, I'm glad I had that right after that. Hello, Hulu's $3 a month if you already got Spotify. But yeah, I'm totally going to get this ESPN Plus thing and watch cricket all day. Uh, and again, nothing against cricket. It's just, like, I, not every, there's not a bunch of people in the U.S. clamoring for cricket coverage. I can't, I can't imagine there are. I just can't. I can't. There's not a ton of people in the U.S. clamoring for uh, hockey coverage either, you know? It's, yeah, I, I mean, I, I do. <laughs> but other people, you know, I get it. It's whatever floats your boat. Me, personally, I am not paying $5 a month to watch from Cricket. Uh, I might think about adding some Spotify here because, like I said, we're paying, in my house, we're paying either 8 or $10 for Hulu. We're talking 3 to $5 for, like, unlimited music streaming. So you might might be doing that at some point here. Uh, but like I said, it's a great deal if you use both or if you have one and you want to add the other. Hop on that deal. I don't think it's going anywhere. It's not a limited deal. It's just they're partnering up, and they're like, hey, let's make some money together. You got music. We got TV. Let, let's have fun. All right. Uh, Stan Lee. The great Stan Lee. If you're not familiar with Stan Lee, wall fans, you probably have been living under a rock. I give no exception for this one, even if because like, I'm not a comic book fan. I know who the hell Stan Lee is. Uh, but... For those of you that don't, Stan Lee is a creator of Marvel Comics. He founded Marvel Comics. He created uh, superheroes such as uh, the Hulk, the X-Men, Spider-Man, kind of all your favorite superheroes with the exception of Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman, and, and the Flash. You know, the majority of them are Marvel. Uh, and he is the genius behind them, originally behind them. Founded the company, started the company. And as you know, Marvel has taken off. We have an entire Marvel Cinematic Universe just crazy, and 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 most and me myself even not being a comic book fan, love the movies, love the movies. I just I'm not a comic book reader. Uh, but what's been happening? If you're not familiar with this one, there's been a bunch of stories coming out because Stan Lee is like 92 years old, uh, and he has macular degeneration 
oh, macular degeneration. My cousin Kevin's going to, he's going to listen to this and be like, no, you're saying it completely wrong. I think it's macular degeneration. Nobody hold that to me. I'm not an optometrist. My cousin Kevin is. Uh, so, and he'll correct me on that later. But he has, he has, basically he's losing his sight. He can't see well at all. At all. Uh, and like I said, he's 92 or 94. Lost his wife uh, less than a year ago. And, and there's been stories coming out of elder abuse that his his daughter and his former manager are kind of like trotting him out and trying to make as much money off of him as possible. Uh, and I hadn't talked about that. That's been going on for a couple weeks. I haven't talked about it on the podcast. Just haven't had a chance. Uh, and then interestingly enough, Stan Lee came out this week, this week, and responded to all of these articles and stories of elder abuse. And he shot a video. I didn't actually watch the video. I just read the article. Uh, where he said all of this is completely unfounded, completely unfounded, all the accusations of elder abuse, uh, and even threatened legal action against anyone uh, that is writing articles, spreading this, what he's calling rumors, uh, and all that good stuff. So, honestly, I don't know what is going on here, because some of these stories you hear, and there's videos coming out of uh, Silicon Valley Comic Con, which happened, I believe, last weekend. And it did look like the guy just... He, and maybe it was just the way the video was shot. It looked like he didn't know where the hell he was. So I don't, I don't know who's right here and who's wrong. I don't. What I do know is regardless of if there's elder abuse or not, Stan Lee deserves more than this. And he has plenty of money to do whatever the heck he wants. If he wants to go to Silicon Valley Comic Con, go to Silicon Valley Comic Con. If he doesn't want to go, stay home. That's the way I look at it. So we'll follow the story. We'll see what happens. Um, you know, cause and I'm not, I'm not trying to, not trying to open up any kind of conspiracy theories. Uh, but here's the thing when it comes to abuse is people being abused, most likely are going to deny it. And if it's elder abuse and he's being trotted out at these events to sign stuff and, and speak on panels and everything, we don't know who the hell's behind the camera. Now I'm not saying that's the case. I'm just saying just because Stan Lee at his age and his condition came out and said, no, no, no doesn't necessarily mean there isn't anything going on. Uh, but our thoughts are with you, Stan. Hopefully uh, hopefully this will all get sorted out. You know, We'll see him in the next uh, Marvel movie and doing a little cameo and all, all will be well again. Uh, but but we'll, we'll, we'll follow that one and see what happens. Uh, more Marvel. More Marvel news. Real Marvel news. Uh, and this one I just found interesting. I don't think there's a lot going on here. I will tell you, this is what kills me about... Articles when they're written. And this is why I found this article. I'm just going gonna, gonna to read verbatim uh, the title of this article. Thanks to Universal, Disney's California Adventures, Marvel expansion can't use the word Marvel. So it piques my interest, you know, and especially my wife is in the uh, themed entertainment industry. And uh, so, I, like, I tend to look at these things, you know, whenever there's new attractions or, you know, something going on with a themed, uh, themed entertainment attraction or, you know, a, a, a theme park ride, whatever it might be, it just kind of piques my interest. And then, of course, I just find the whole thing interesting. I've, I've talked about this before. They're just turning California adventure, not chers. Uh, you know, uh, this this Julie Muncie can't get that straight. Uh, and they haven't corrected it yet. I found this like almost a week ago, and they, they haven't corrected it yet. Anyway, uh, the reason I read the entire title to you is because I'm like, oh my gosh, this is hilarious. They can't use the word Marvel at California adventure. Well, and again, I'm, I'm calling you out on this Julie Muncie. Because she just gets clicks. She's like, well, I can put this title out here and it'll pop up on all these sites and people will click it and I'll get all these clicks. Well, as it turns out, according to that title, which is California Adventure, not Adventures. It's California Adventure theme park. That's what it's called. I know this. I spent some time at Disney. It's a little bit of time. Spent a little bit of time at Disney. Kind of familiar with it. My wife has worked with Disney for a very, very long time. Kind of familiar with it. Uh, but the reason this is misleading and this came out as a, a, there was a Los Angeles Times article that probably spoke more in depth about this. But what happened was back in 1994, Universal contracted with Marvel. 1994, they contracted with Marvel to have some of the Marvel characters in their parks. And in that contract, they stipulated that no other theme park can use the word Marvel when marketing or promoting their attractions, events, or characters. They can't use the word Marvel. Only Universal can do that. Here's the kicker, and this is why I'm calling out Julie Muncie on this one. The stipulation on that actually states that any theme park east of the Mississippi. I'm terrible at geography. 
But I do know California is west of the Mississippi. <laughs> you know, we're on the west coast. We're west of the Mississippi. Which means they actually can use the word Marvel at the California Adventure theme park. They won't be able to use it at Disney World in Orlando. So, Julie Muncie, stop with your, uh, with your clickbait here. Like, seriously, stop with your clickbait. Fix your movie title on io9. God, io9 Gizmodo. Like, I, and I, feel, I always have problems with this site. I'm, I'm just going to stop going to it. I'm going to stop going to it, and especially because we have, we have uh, writers who are just blatantly lying on the title of their article to get people to click on it and then going, oh, so this has nothing to do with California Adventure, despite the fact that in the title it says California Adventure. Drives me nuts. It drives me nuts. 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 But I do find it interesting. Uh, Disney World technically can't use the word Marvel in their theme parks. Uh, but you know you know that sneaky little mouse, he's going to find a way to get around that. I don't doubt that at all. He's going to find a way to get around it, so it'll be interesting. Uh, let's move on to some sports. Whew, I've got some sports today. I want to bring up one thing. Uh, I mentioned on the teaser video, so those of you listening, I was actually late getting into the studio tonight. Not getting into the studio, late actually starting to record. Uh, we had one of my favorite spectator sports going on here in Los Angeles, and that was a car chase. I tend to just run toward the television on a car chase, so I was, I was like, didn't get to see the end. I was like, okay, I got to go in the studio. I got to go in the studio. Didn't get to see the end. I'm sure they got the guy. They usually get the guy. Uh, but on top of that, I was also watching closely the NHL playoffs. The great Boston Bruins played their first playoff game of the 2018 playoffs tonight. They handled the Toronto Maple Leafs five goals to one. So go Bruins. We will be watching closely. I've got my Bruins sweatshirt on tonight. If you've been a fan of the show for a while, you know that I, I don't shy away from my Boston Bruins or my Boston Red Sox gear at all. Uh, so this sweatshirt will be getting us through the playoffs. Hopefully a nice long little run. I'd like to say I'm growing a playoff beard, but the beard's there whether it's playoffs or not. <laughs> That has nothing to do with playoffs. Nothing. Coincidentally, I did start growing my beard in the uh, in the fall of 2013. So I would like to get some credit for the 2013 Red Sox World Series win. That's that's a joke for those of you that aren't aware. That's a bit of a joke. Um, all right, let's move into some heartwarming sports. This one I'm sure most of you are not familiar with. There is a college football player named Shaquem Griffin. Shaquem Griffin is his name, uh, and he played outside linebacker at University of Central Florida. I believe it was it was either outside linebacker or uh, defensive end, which is essentially a very similar position. He, pl he plays defense on the line. He's usually coming right after the quarterback. Uh, and the reason I bring him up, he had a stellar senior season at UCF. Uh, they actually uh, went undefeated, if I remember correctly, for the season. Um, and the reason that's really important is he had a stellar season, uh, and he's been on a lot of scouts' radars, despite the fact that he has one hand. He has one hand, only one hand, and he plays football better than I was ever, ever, ever able to play football. And why is that important? Why is that important? You know why it's important? Because he has inspired tons and tons and tons of kids out there that have a disability to go out and still play sports. He's inspired them. And the thing is, the NFL draft is coming up soon. And there's differing opinions on when he'll get drafted. But a lot of people are hoping he just gets drafted in the first round because of the story, the work that he had to go through. He lost his hand when he was four years old. Uh, he had a birth defect, and, and they amputated his hand when he was four years old. And he's out there playing football with one freaking hand. I have trouble getting out of bed with two hands. You know? Sometimes. <laughs> Get up in the morning. <laughs> oh, what did I do yesterday? Huh? Must have must have trimmed the bushes, and now I can't move for two hours. No, this guy's doing it with one hand. Uh, so good on you, Shaquem Griffin. We will be pulling for you. All of us and all of you out there should be pulling for him. Uh, I will be keeping an eye on the draft, hoping that he gets he gets drafted as, as early as possible and finds himself a good landing spot to to hopefully continue his career in the NFL. I'd love to see it. I'd love to see him in the NFL uh, and have success in the NFL. So, Shaquem Griffin, good on you. We'll be watching and cheering for you regardless of what happens at the draft. Regardless. Yeah. Uh, he's going to go. He's going he's gonna to get drafted somewhere. Uh, all right. Some more NFL news. This one, not so feel good. If you've been a fan of the show for a long time, you know uh, that 
we at Go Tell It to the Wall podcast, especially myself personally, are uh, big proponents of the social and racial injustice protests that were going on in the NFL. Not the anthem protests like everyone likes. You know, they like to change the narrative. No, no, no. The social and racial injustice protests that were happening in the NFL. Well, Mr. Colin Kaepernick, who started this movement, was supposed to was supposed to have a tryout with the Seattle Seahawks. Supposed to have a tryout. And his tryout got canceled at the last minute. It was supposed to have, actually happen today. Got canceled at the last minute because the Seahawks called him and they asked him if he would promise not to kneel if they brought him onto the team. And he wouldn't say yes or no. So good on you, Colin, for not saying yes or no. You need to stick to your convictions here. Stick to them. Now, we all kind of knew this was happening. I've talked about this previously. He went through all last season. Not a single team would touch him. They didn't want the publicity with the social and racial injustice protest. Because, you know, that'd be crazy. An NFL team being known for standing up for, for racial injustice? Oh, my God, that'd be horrible. Right? I Like, how crazy does that sound? But that's what's happening. Well, it gets even crazier uh, because there is a football player for the San Francisco 49ers. His name is Reuben Foster. Reuben Foster was just arrested, or not just arrested, was just charged. He was arrested back in February, was just charged with three felonies, all revolving around domestic abuse against his live-in girlfriend. Now, I'm not going to get into details, but if you care to, you can look into it. I will tell you. Uh, that she almost lost all of the hearing in one of her ears because he, and I'm, I'm only using it because I got to use the word for legal reasons. He allegedly hit her multiple times in the head. We all know he, he, he hit her, but I got, you know, allegedly, allegedly hit her. No, no, this guy's a douchebag. And I bring that up because San Francisco 49ers are aware of this. NFL is aware of it. He is technically still on the team for the San Francisco 49ers. So, Wall fans, common censors, think about this for a minute. You cannot kneel on an NFL football field if you are kneeling for racial injustice during the anthem. However, you can apparently beat the hell out of your live-in girlfriend and the team will still keep you around. Think about that. Think about priorities for the NFL. It's much worse to kneel down while standing up for racial and social injustice, but a guy beats the hell out of his girlfriend, he's still on the team. I'm going to be following this one closely, Wall fans. I'm going to be following this one closely. Because if the San Francisco 49ers don't take action, the NFL doesn't take action on this one swiftly, like they should, then I'm done. I'm done. I'll say it now, and you can hold me to it. I'm done. I'll watch Canadian football. Get my football fix from there. All right, one more thing. I do want to, I just want to bring it up again, and that would be hashtag sticks out for Humboldt. All over the NHL last weekend, uh, there were touching, touching tributes. And again, I encourage any of you out there, if you have hockey sticks in your garage, if you used to play hockey, whatever it is, put them out, show your support, show your solidarity uh, for those kids that unfortunately lost their lives. And like I said, we've all ridden team buses. We've all gone to games and tournaments and everything else. And it could have been, it could have been any one of us. It could have been it could have been your kids. This you know it it just things happen. But these poor young kids cut down before really even really fully experiencing life. And that's the saddest thing of all of it. That's the saddest thing of all of it. Uh, so my hockey sticks will stay on the porch next to the door. My porch light will stay on. As we show support for these kids. And I hope I hope they're they're up there or wherever it is, whatever you believe in. I hope they're there playing hockey. Doing what they loved. I really do. I hope that's where they are. Alright, let's get into some tech. Let's get into some tech. I thought this was gonna be a shorter show tonight, as usual. It's not actually a freaking shorter show. Uh, we got some tech here though. Ah, alright. Google Home. I like to talk about new Google Home things when they come out. So Google Home now has a feature where you can call up white noise. So if you want to do this, if you've got a Google Home at home, Google Home at home, uh, you will do you will do your little phrase, whatever phrase you use to to initiate your Google Home. 
uh, and then you you can say something along the lines of help me relax or play ambient noise. It's only in the U.S., uh, United Kingdom and Canada, uh, and Australia. Oh, I'm sorry. Those are the only language options. <laughs> it's really only in English or, or English, English, American, English, Canadian, you know. I'm sure it's going to get to all the others at some point. Uh, but it has things like relaxing sounds, nature sounds, water sounds. I can never do the water sounds. My bladder is way too small. Can't do the water sounds. Beach sounds, you know, uh, and including white noise, which is a cool little feature. Uh, personally, in my house, we use white noise. My daughter sleeps with white noise every night. And sometimes I do. I like, I, sometimes, I like I will turn up her baby monitor if I'm having trouble sleeping. And sometimes the white noise helps me sleep. So if you got a, a, a Google Home, check that one out, especially if you're into white noise or relaxing noise or whatever else. All right, another cool little piece of info if you're not aware of this one. As of today, uh, April 12th, 2018, Amazon officially owns Ring. That's right, Ring that wasn't good enough for Shark Tank was bought by Amazon for $1 billion. Talked about that previously on the podcast. I bring that up today because, of course, Amazon, now they own Ring. They've already got a deal up for Ring. Uh, they have dropped the price of their first generation doorbell to $100. And I believe it used to cost about $180. Yes, it was $180 and they dropped it down to $100. Now, this is their first generation Ring doorbell. Um, so there is a newer version out there. I've actually seen it. My uncle has a newer version. Uh, and I, it's funny. I saw it and my, my wife was like, oh man. So I saw it and it's like, eh, we might need a new Ring, you know. Because uh, I've got the first generation one. On, we've got the first generation one in our house. But if you're looking for an inexpensive option, uh, get yourself a first generation ring doorbell for $100 on Amazon right now. Deal's up there right now. Uh, and I don't even think it's a sale. I think they have just dropped the price to $100 on the first generation ring doorbell. Uh, so check that out. I, I Ring doorbells are fantastic. And the Nest doorbell is out. And I, and I we have a lot of Nest in our house. Uh, I use the Nest cams and some others and, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, so I don't want to lead anyone down the right or wrong path. Uh, you know, maybe check out the nest. I would say, this is kind of how I look at it. Uh, I would say if you have an Alexa, then you probably just want to go ring products at this point. Like if you already have an Alexa and you don't have, uh, products from, from any one of those, you know, simply safe or what, you know, you probably want to go ring because same company, same thing with Google. If you have a Google home, you use a lot of Google products in your home. You probably want to do nest because nest is owned by Google and they rolled up that entire, uh, hardware team into the Google hardware team. Uh, so you, it just, they're going to work more seamlessly together as opposed to if you got to go home and, and ring, you know, floodlight cameras or stick camp, whatever it is, the doorbell, they're not going to work as well together. You just, I mean, I, not to say that eventually they won't work seamlessly, but at this point, that's what I would recommend. Uh, but of course, like if you have, I mean, I had a ring doorbell before, uh, Google bought nest. So it was like, oh, okay, well, I, you know, I'm not going out and replacing this. And it works just fine. But if, you, if you're kind of like on the fence of the two, that's the way I would recommend going is just, you know, use an Alexa, use Amazon products at home, you know, uh, well, Amazon tech products at home, then then go with that. If you use, you know, vice versa, use like Fire TVs and, you know, keep it to the same kind of hardware team. It's just going to make things easier when you're integrating. That, that's the way I look at it. Uh, this one I found cool. Just just found it cool. Uh, there's a company called Drone Shield. Drone Shield, and they just introduced their new version of the handheld drone gun. That's right, drone gun. Uh, this gun, it doesn't actually shoot bullets, but it shoots out uh, some kind of frequency. I'm not going to get into the tech science of it because, you know, <laughs> there's smarter people that make more money that are in charge of doing that. Uh, so, but I will say, I found this really cool uh, because they can use it and it essentially they point it at drones and it, it creates a drone free zone, you know. Uh, and so they've been using tech like this at airports and, and other places. And, and uh, now with this new gun, this drone gun that's come out, they're going to be using it for NASCAR races. And it's funny because when I found this originally, I said, well, NASCAR, like, is it really a deal or thing there? And apparently a lot of people like to fly over NASCAR races and, and get aerial shots, which is like, well, OK, good. The thing is with drones falling. It's, let's say a drone fell onto a NASCAR track, it could cause a catastrophic pileup, and, and like NASCAR drivers could literally die because someone was deciding to fly a drone over the stupid NASCAR racetrack. Not that the, not that the racetrack's stupid, but flying a stupid drone over the racetrack and causing these problems. So luckily we have tech like this that can keep drones away. Now, of course, 
this drone gun and any of these drone, most of these drone shield products are not available to the public. Uh, you can't just head on out to Best Buy and be like, can I get my drone gun? No, no, no. This is for the professionals. Uh, but I think it's fantastic because it's going to keep us safer. It's going to keep us safer. You got all these freaking drones flying around. And I'll tell you, drones are not easy to fly. I tried to fly one two weeks ago. Uh, my cousin has one. Well, my uncle got one for my cousin's kids. And, like, we brought that thing outside. I promptly flew it straight in. And it's funny. Because we're outside of his house uh, up in the Bay Area. And he goes, you know, fly that way so you don't hit cars. Uh, or or just whatever it was. He said, like, watch out for the cars. And so I look to my left and there's, there's like, some cars over there. And to my right, and one of the cars on my right is, is my car. So I went, oh, okay. I want to fly it this way. Promptly flew it straight into my car. Boom, boom. And I was like, yep, yep, yep. That's enough. Yep, yep. They're not easy to fly. Not easy to fly, these drones. Uh, and, you know, we got people just flying them all over, you know, falling out of the sky. Think about that. Think about that wall fan. I didn't want, I, the one I was flying, I didn't want to fall. Fell. Boom. On the car. car. I mean, the car was fine. The drone was fine. It, we're talking, it fell like, you know, seven feet. It's not. But when you're going a couple hundred feet up in the air over a, you know, stadium, that's crazy. That's a little crazy. So thank God we have these drone guns out there. Oh, Apple HomePod. Oh, we were just talking about some other stuff. Uh, so there is a Bloomberg report that came out and uh, and talking about how the HomePod sales are really slow, a little stale, not doing as well as they had anticipated. Um, and I don't think this is speaking to too much, but I think it does speak partly to what I was just talking about with Nest uh, and with Ring and Amazon and Google, Google Home and all that kind of good stuff. It's just familiarity and integration. So what's happened to these HomePods, if you're not familiar with the HomePod, this is Apple's home speaker uh, with the with like and it had Siri powered or whatever, uh, but the reason is the reason I think it hasn't gotten as popular as the others is it was late. Apple was late to the game with these the sm smart speaker stuff. On top of that, from what I've read, the AI is not nearly as good as Alexa or or Google Home, Google Assistant. And then on top of that, it has a much more expensive price tag than your normal Google Home or even the the full size Alexa. So I think all of these elements are going into it. I think people, even Apple fans, are getting wise to the fact like, okay, why am I buying this speaker that doesn't even do as much as those other speakers? And you want me to pay twice as much? Eh, I don't think so. So I'm sure we'll see those HomePod price, prices drop at some point. And then, of course, they're going to continue to update the AI. Uh, and and it'll. I think it'll get better and gain popularity. You know, the Apple Watches were kind of... You know, got they were real popular for a second. It was like everyone's like, "Oh, Apple Watch," and then it was like, "Man!" And now they're kind of picking up again. You know, so it's just a matter of time. But I did find that interesting. Uh, Bloomberg came out with that report. This one, I got one more for you all. One more for you, wall fans and common sensors. And I'm gonna leave the stone. I got a little stone news, but I'm gonna leave that for next week. Uh, this one in the realm of common sense. Oh my God, home. Prices. I've been talking about this so much lately because uh, we, I, th I think we may officially, we're so close to officially living in a million dollar neighborhood. Um, person, which is like, it's crazy. I'm like, really? Really? You're going to buy that thing for a million? Like, come on. Come on. Uh, but that's how it is in California and not just Southern California, but the Bay Area as well. And in fact, I found an article on uh, Yahoo. How the hell did I end up on Yahoo? Okay, apparently Yahoo still exists. I uh, found an article on Yahoo. And there is a home listing right now in the Bay Area uh, that is actually burned out, completely burned out. I mean, I don't think you could do anything with this house. Unfortunately, I can't show you, you know, the the photos here. But I don't I don't think you could actually repair this house. It would have to be a complete teardown. Uh, and it's it, it's in the, the community of Willow Glen, which is in San Jose. Uh, so this isn't even in San Francisco, this is San Jose, and nothing in San Jose, it's just uh, San Francisco was the real expense, you know, the, that's the super expensive part of the Bay, and then it kind of moves out from there, but I mean, I was just up there a couple weeks ago, I can tell you, it's getting expensive everywhere, and here we go, Willow Glen community, uh, small, burned out house, not even a big property, $800,000, that's right, wall fans, $800,000. I don't even know anymore. I don't even know anymore. We should all move to Montana. I'll move to Montana. Like, you know, we could just start a commune out there, have a have a sprawling. I think I think I dented my I got to not throw the notebook. <laughs> got to do another order of black and reds. Uh, but it's just it's amazing to me. $800,000. Things burned out. It's burnt out. The thing, it was on fire, it's burned out. It's boarded up. $800,000. 
and I'm looking at the pictures. I, it doesn't have the lot size here, uh, but this lot is definitely smaller than the lot that I live on. I would say it was may, maybe 3,000 square foot lot. I don't even think it's that big. $800,000. Oh, Willow Glen. You know what's crazy? Someone's going to pay that. Someone's going to pay $800,000 for this burnt out house. Well, wall fans, common sensors, I'll tell you, don't do that. There's better ways to go. You don't need to live in Willow Glen. Maybe live in the community right next to it. Start your own community. That's what happened here in Highland Park. That's why I still live in Highland Park. My wife moved here uh, before it even started to blow up, and then I moved here as it was just starting to blow up. That's <laughs> how we afford to live here. So go create your own affluent. He says affluent. It's always in these articles. Affluent community. Go create your own affluent community. If you need some hipsters, I can send you some hipsters from Highland Park. I'll send them up there. Task Rabbit hipsters. Task Rabbit. We need you to go to Bay, you know, that community right next to Willow Glen. Yep, let's make it cool. I think if people tried hard enough, you you could just do that anywhere. Uh, anyway, wall fans, on that note, my notebooks, I my notebook went over my shoulder, my pen, I don't even know where that oh, hopefully I didn't break my pen. Uh uh, all gone. So we are done because of that. Actually, we're done anyway, and we're out of time and all the good stuff. Uh, thanks for joining in this week. It's been it's been a long week, um, and I appreciate everyone joining in, everyone listening, everyone downloading, subscribing. Please tell, please, please, please tell your friends. Makes it so much easier for me to come into the studio even when I'm having a rough time, uh, when I know that that everyone's really spreading the word and spreading the common sense. And of course, don't forget, I still have, so I've only given away a few of our super, super, super limited edition Go Tell to the Wall stickers. Still got a few of those. Again, if you're a patron, you are going to get one of those. But if you want to impress me with some of your common sense spreading, please do that on either Facebook.com slash Go Tell to the Wall, on Twitter at Tell the Wall Pod, or at Magic Muppet. Of course, get on and uh, sub- subscribe to the YouTube channel. Subscribe. See, I keep keeping track. Like, like, subscribe, whatever. It is. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Just search Go Tell to Wall. All kinds of awesome content. Some new beer reviews are going up uh, in the next couple of days as well. So check us out there. And, of course, those rants that we put up. And don't forget, SeanO'RourkeLive.com will take you to all those things, including Patreon. Send us some money. Give us, you know, a dollar, two dollars. Just, be, you know, financially help out the show. Every little bit does help. So check out Patreon as well. And, of course, again, this has been... Episode 52 of Go Tell It's the Wall podcast. I am your host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. We will be back next week with episode 53. Same wall time, same wall place. And remember, wall fans, common censors, patrons, friends of the show, no matter where you go, no matter what you do, no matter who you're with, and no matter why you're doing it, always, always use common sense. <laughs>